The train is about to depart in one minute. I dashed past the gates and leaped down the steps. The door was about to slam shut. Sprinting for the opening, I ran for my life. Mind the gap. Why was I rushing? A moment's hesitation and it will cost me. Mind the gap. No matter, there's a thrill to it. Mind the gap. How bad could it be? Mind the gap. Episode 6. The Deadline. Welcome to the Tempered Fables. My name is N.T. Clover. Come, sit by the fire. Let me tell you a story. Phew! I caught my breath and shuffled to a section of the cart. The bouquet was a mess. After settling myself down for a long ride, I took some time to move the flowers into their right place. Great start to a date, huh? I never noticed it as I was reorganizing my surprise, but there was something peculiar about this train. People were gradually hunching. Their eyes started to darken. This train felt a bit more dreadful than the usual train ride. Like standing skeletons, these people were. I thought it was normal. From the monotony of a train ride, nothing else to do on a train after all. But you could sense it, as if something was sucking out all life from this train. With every stop, more and more color drained from their faces. What the hell was I smoking? Their faces were becoming white, as pale as the Alps. Hmm, I could just be fatigued from all the running. Nothing's stopping me from having a good time today. Two stops into the ride, a slight static reverberated through the air and an announcement closely followed. Good day all, this is the conductor speaking. It seems that we have a slight inconvenience which will delay our final destination. Interesting choice of words, thought to myself. Is it track work again? There was always maintenance on this line. You know, it happens every Sunday, or on every day that, well, I want to have a good time. We never take notice of it, only when it bothers. You know what I mean, when you're about to... Calling Mr. Sinclair. Is there a Mr. Sinclair on this train? I dropped the bouquet in reaction. Did I get on the wrong train? <sighs> Great. Am I gonna miss my date? The bouquet looks sad and abandoned, like a puppy waiting for her mother to come back. Collecting myself again, I picked it up and answered. Yeah, 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 I'm here. I realized a moment too late that this was a public train, and there's no way the conductor could, you know, hear me from... Good. Please come to the front of the train. Well, I guess he could hear me. Alright. Straightening my jacket, I started walking towards the front of the train. Thoughts started to circle around me. It's okay, I thought to myself. You're still going to wow her. 
Now what does this guy want with me? Did this train need a ticket? As I walked through the carriages, the sound of a steam engine whirred in the distance. The people were slowly changing, becoming more and more affluent. The world turned back in time. Elaborate Victorian dresses from lands far and wide blocked the corridor. The gentlemen whisked by with their top hats and well-groomed mustaches. Tables were decorated with immaculate teapots, and there was a certain shine in the atmosphere of these carts. It was a huge contrast from the back, when the middle class was an assortment of brown and grey. Every cart I passed told a difference in wealth, and I was there to experience it. But the nobles here had no emotion too. They were moving, but without purpose? Their eyes stared blankly. No matter. I reached the front. A large golden door lined with black markings stood before me. I touched the lining, amazed at the detail crafted to the conductor's door. I wasn't sure what I was coming here for. I knocked twice. A slow hum rose through the carriage. All the bodies stopped, and I felt all eyes on me. My hair stood up. I, I don't belong in this carriage. Slowly, I pulled on the latch and swung the door open. Inside were gadgets of all kinds, gears and tubes running on steam, connected to each other in weird, intricate ways. They powered a large control device in the front. The view was crystal clear. We were in the mountains by this point, though what caught my eye was sitting on a lovely velvet chair with an ironed navy blue uniform and a blonde exterior. The conductor was fit and ready for service. When he heard my opening the door, he turned to face me. Ah, the man of the hour. Mr. Sinclair, I presume? A devilish smile met me. Yep, yeah, um, is there a reason why you needed me? I asked. We'll get to that in a moment. Those flowers for your girlfriend? He pointed to the bouquet. I nodded. Well, <laughs> soon to be, I hope. Even if it was only our second time seeing each other. Ah, well... The conductor closed his eyes. That's unfortunate. His voice took a solemn turn. What do you mean? I asked. I'm on the wrong train, aren't I? I laughed, but the conductor kept quiet. He stared at me, still seated in his velvet chair. Mr. Sinclair, I have to tell you something concerning your life. This is a dire situation. He stood up and held his hands in front of him. Confused, I asked. Is, is this about the missed train? I, because I was sure I got on the right one and, you know, if not I could just get off on the next. Silly, silly human. The voice darkened. You don't belong here. The smile came back. As it returned, the air became heavier. It came thundering down on my well-being. And I froze under its weight. Suddenly, it became hard to breathe. What do you mean? What's, what's wrong? This line... It's not for people like you. It's not for people. Those words echoed in my mind, 
Behind me, the carriage began to lose color, a bleeding of the immaculate gold and silver now replaced with the brown and gray of the lower class. The colors were being dragged out of the train. Oh, the people, and the people, they were losing their hue. It was becoming black and white like a painting. No nobility in the lack of color. But these, these weren't people. I turned back to look in front of me and my eyes met with terror. The horror started to emerge, an oozing viscous fluid started to surface across the face of the conductor, outlining his bones to make a mask, an ethereal design incomprehensible. You don't belong, the conductor growled. His eyes started to swell, drooping down his face as his figure hunched down to the ground. The navy blue absorbed into his being, and he, it, revealed a surreal transformation. An amalgamation of limbs emerged from his spine, becoming supports for the now hunching demonic creature in front of me. One eye looked back. All I saw was despair. Its mouth cracked open. Where is your stop, human? That was enough to tell me. Run. My fears hurled me backwards. I hurried back down the train carts, trying to get away from such a creature. The people were in the way. I shouted at them to run. There's a huge bellowing monster about to eat me, or kill me, or something, and no one's moving? I kept running for my life and warned others on the way, but none of them moved. They stayed gray and ignorant, as if they couldn't hear what I shouted. But their eyes, they were shifting faster, in an unknown trance that wasn't human. I knew it. The conductor had got to them. These people froze in their place, unable to escape its wretches. A homunculus, one called it, a ravaging being from another world. I reached the lower carriages colorblind. The peasants and workers were standing dead. I shook one of the passengers, a lifeless man dressed in overalls. Get out of there, there's a monster coming! I shouted. No reply. A slight murmur could be heard. None. There is none, the man muttered. He continued his monologue, as if hypnotized to death. None. No escape. I gave up on him. No need for this. I rushed past the lifeless corpse through the carriages and the doors. The bouquet in my hand wilted. The more doors I passed, the worse it turned. These people too. These things. It turned. Vicious they are. The horrors in my mind laid the foundation for these beasts. My mind must be playing tricks on me, and this my downfall. I reached the end of the train. These beings, no more people, were now looking at me. They hunched and twisted their necks as I passed by. The cracking of bones would have bothered me, if not for my adrenaline. Fearing the darkness looming behind me, I reached the back door, only for it to be locked in dismay. Immediately, I thought to disguise myself as one of the passengers, taking the handle beside me. I gripped it and froze. The conductor came. I knew it without looking. I dared not to. 
Its presence crawled across the carriage. <sighs> stay still, I thought to myself. Just stay very still. I felt it behind me. Its molten breath within my space. An irregular pattern it was. A signal. A doom I'd rather not discover. Mr. Sinclair. I knew it smiled. I hope my date won't be mad at me for this. All of a sudden the handle escaped me and I fell into an inexplicable darkness, devoid grabbing at my flesh. I opened my eyes. My grip was on the handle. We were nearing the end of the line. I was drenched in cold sweat. I looked around. Nothing happened. Everyone seemed fine. My face turned warm. We were back in reality. What was that? That horror? It felt too real. Was it just a play of the mind? It might have just been a nightmare. I could have slept on the train or something. Oh, still, it was weird. Too surreal to forget. Can monsters in my head harm me that way? As I pondered that, I noticed something strange. The reflection in front of me was lacking in color. A black and white mirror. The world was clear and colorful outside, but looking at myself... I heard a train zooming in the opposite direction. As it did, time slowed down for me. It was a color replica of the train we were on. The same carriages, the same people, but they all had color. The same conductor, the same uniform, but there he was. Me. I was wearing it. My face turned numb. What happened to me? As the train zoomed past, I caught sight of the last carriage. I was there too, holding the handle and bouquet. He was cheerful on the way to his date. And here I was, standing emotionless and grey. I left my soul on another line, one not for the living. Welcome to the train of the dead. Please make sure to leave all your belongings behind before entering the afterlife. And that is the end of the tale. Until next time, friend, I'll be waiting by the fire. Hey guys, this one was kind of strange. <laughs> I was inspired by a very long train ride and I let my mind to wander. I ended up thinking of disasters that can happen on the train and one way or another it led to the story. I hope you enjoyed it. I also made some improvements on sound quality, hopefully it made a difference to your audio experience. As always, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, do take the time and share it with your friends. Maybe they'd like to hear a short story as well. I'll be pumping out more stories soon, and I want to share it with you guys. Hearing you enjoy it brings joy 
to my life. If you have any story suggestions, themes you want me to tackle, or even thoughts and comments, send me an email at temper.fables at gmail.com. I'd be happy to hear from you. This is Norman, and I'll see you next time. The song Suonatore de Liuto was made by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Sounds were obtained from Zapsplat.com.